Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey everybody, welcome back. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Rid your life of toxic people. I'm Dr. Heidi. Uh, First thing I have to do is apologize to our guest today because about a year and a half ago, I sent him a message and was like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then six months later, I sent him another message and he's like, "Uh, yeah, sure. And now here we finally are. So um, I very much respect this guy. I know this, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound hilarious. I don't know why, because when I first corresponded with you, it was just on, it was on Facebook, right? And there was something about this guy that was just uh, calm. Maybe even, even like, in fact, I think one night I was up in the middle of the night wound for sound and I saw that you were online and I was like, oh, I don't know who else to talk to. I'm just going to talk to him. Didn't I do that once? Yeah, I don't know. I think you were about to have your your annual... um... Uh, um, conference conference and yeah. I was just all so yeah. so anyway now he's heard his voice and his voice is very soft and it's very calming so so again we had this kind of hey I can talk to this person pretty easily anyway um Donovan is here with me finally and I do think that that me not getting you on here earlier there was a reason for that because there's been a lot that has transpired in your life in the last year. Um, He has grown to be a friend of mine. I have not actually been, he has not actually been a client of mine, uh, but he has mentored in the Strength Within group, which is a support group that I have on Facebook. And he has a heart that just wants to support and help. And he's in a position where he, like me, has trudged through a lot of shit and uh, when we're going through it, we we really wonder why we're going through it. And then when you can turn around and look, you're like, oh, I get it. So Donovan, welcome to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. Finally, I'm so glad that you're here. You did do a little segment once on one of them. But he told me he wanted to be the star of the show. So I gave him his own episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but he does, he does have a lot of experience in what we call the toxic relationship. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you end up finding me and why did you end up finding me? Because nobody just sits down and Googles Dr. Heidi for no reason. Uh, Yeah, Uh, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Um, And hello everyone, Uh, my name is Donovan. Um, I live here in Houston, Texas and I, I've known Dr. Heidi for what three, four years now? Yeah, that's what I was yeah, just gonna three, say. Four three or four now. years. Yeah. And probably like a, a lot of folks, um, is I um stumbled upon uh talks the the um, it's not normal, it's toxic podcast. And um 
it was very real. I don't remember exactly which one I listened to, but I was like, uh, wow, this is my life. This is exactly what's what's happening here. And instantly, <clears throat> I felt like there was a, a connection to um, and started listening to some more podcasts um, and then joined the Facebook page um, at uh, Strength Within, which is a wonderful page. Um, to, to be on. I'll tell you, there's something about that page that I was just, I was just mentioning to somebody else. I started that page in December of either 17 or 18. And I started it. It was named something different. It was, it was only going to be a support group through the holidays. And then I was going to shut it down. And I think there was maybe 30 some people in it. And they asked me not to shut it down. Well, it had kind of a holiday name. So I switched it to strength within and we're what five years later and we are almost six thousand people which wow makes me kind of sad that that yeah you know there's this many people needing it um but you've done such a phenomenal job in there of encouraging people so I, I didn't want to yeah say that. I, well you know i've i you know read their read their posts and and felt their pain mm -hmm. and uh you know um, it just made me, it made me question uh, how I got into that relationship to begin with, because, you know, I had been, um, after the marriage was over, kept repeating the same process and getting back into relationships, you know, with toxic people. And I guess I got to a point one day where I was like, something needs to change here. And I have to have the courage to change, you know, I have to, and knowing that, you know, wanting to change means having to go through some pretty scary stuff, some brutal honesty. Yeah, some, that you don't you know, know what to expect going through it either. No, and, it, and you know, and, you know, um, I've joined a 12-step uh, group. I don't want to say joined, like if I'm in the club or something like that, you know, it is a support group. Mm -hmm. Um and it's helped me, um, you know, identify and, you know, self-reflect uh, in my journey of, of, of healing from um, this toxic relationships that I'd been in. Um, and also make me face some truths that um, perhaps I had some toxicity in my uh, emotional maturity as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's really sad that there's many folks out there that uh, have um, these toxic characteristics, but don't want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And it's understandable. I get it. You know, it's, it's a hard thing to go through. It's a really hard thing to face, but you know, I, um, through Al-Anon and the support that I get through uh, the group and the literature and all that, um, it's a, uh, a way for me to, to identify and overcome so well, and some strategies. Um, yes. Really quick, you mentioned uh, that probably when you found me, you were you were working um, through something that was that was a toxic partner. Yeah. Okay, but I also know that you're one just like me. Um, it hasn't always been toxic, intimate relationships. You know, when I left, I thought, "Oh, good, I'm glad I'm out of there. That's the only person on the planet like this." And then, you know, trying to make new friends. 
I, I, I kind of felt like that. I, I had uh, some employees that, you know, I didn't feel in control of my own office. And, and I remember one day thinking, now, how come some of these relationships in my life are easy and some of them are hard? And when, you know, it's hard to pinpoint because if it's always an intimate partner, you can go, oh, well, that's something. But when you have an intimate partner and maybe a family member and, you know, a coworker, then, then you start going, okay, but what's the common denominator? And I know you, you kind of realized that you were like, oh, well, you know, we've got more of these. And um, so when you um, made the change and, and started going to a 12 step program, because I have known you for quite some time. And then I thought I had fallen off the planet last year, but really we both did because we just, you know, we were, we were just not in contact. Not that we always are, but I assumed you were busy. You probably assumed I was busy and I would have never known that, that what you went through this last year was a turning point. So can, can you kind of describe what, what rock bottom was for you and what made you go, Oh my gosh. And then, you know, how you kind of proceeded into finding a plan. I think, um, if sometimes if people just tell us what to do, we'll go do it. But if we have to figure it out, it's, it's hard. So what, what was the rock bottom thing? Because, because Donovan, you're no spring chicken. So it's not like, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't you think it's crazy that we get this age and we're like, how come I didn't have this figured out yet? And so I'm curious to hear kind of what transpired last year when um, when I didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> last year, I um, was on my way home from seeing my son uh, in Florida. Uh, his name is Alex. He's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, and it was a meeting that he and I had uh, after about 20 years, because I was in my toxic uh, marriage. I wasn't allowed to say his name. I wasn't even allowed to have a picture. He basically did not exist. And out of guilt, I lived that life out of guilt constantly worried to keep about the it. peace to keep yeah, the to keep the peace yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so <clears throat> so you know in my journey <clears throat> of self-reflection i just felt the need to make, make things right and say things that i need to say so we met and we took a little walk at the beach and i told him i was so proud of him and all you know all the wonderful things i wanted to say and it was just a great moment uh, um, I usually can't say that without crying because it was that, that great of a moment. But on the back of my head, I, I felt as though that my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, um, was going to hate me for, you know, bringing it up or something like, because we had had words about that before when she was growing up. It was a like real toxic situation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, because, you know, um, on the way home, I worried so much about what she thought of me. I really was worried that I had ruined my relationship with her and it it just magnified and magnified. And before you know it, I was driving like an idiot and I was passing people on the left-hand side and I just wanted to get home. And I was in this really horrible rage over, I'm so mad at myself trying, you know, trying to think of, 
a, a way to save my relationship that, you know, it nearly got me killed thinking mm -hmm. about what somebody else thought about me. Mm -hmm. and, or, or the conflicts you'd have to face. And I can imagine yeah. your heart rate was going up and the, you know, the more your heart rate went up, the worse yeah. you know, I've been in, I've been in. It was that, and also with my youngest daughter, too, because her and I have been at, at odds for on and off for many years because of my enabling. I would enable her, and then we'd have falling out, and I'd put things back together and enable, and it was just this yes. process. And so my therapist you know, recommended that I get into a 12-step program. She told me that I did not have the, the life experience to make it. And that floored me. I was like, what, me? No, I have control of everything. Because <laughs> I always thought that I had uh -huh. to control everything. And then and that if I didn't, then it would, you know, I always, always thought of myself as, as whatever I have, I will lose eventually sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking in terms of abundance. If I think in terms of loss and failure, then then I'm not giving myself, you know, a fair chance. And I have to think of my life as, as abundant. Everything that I need is available to me in abundance. Now it's for my taking. And, you know, and I stopped relying on people to cure me, mm -hmm. you know, I stopped relying on people to, to um, validate me all the time. I needed this constant validation and it wasn't getting me anywhere, honestly. So, so I started going to 12 step meetings and like my first meeting there, I just cried the whole meeting. I couldn't believe that, you know, my rock bottom had, had come so swiftly and it hurt. And it's so <laughs> sneaky. You know, it's such a yeah. slow drip that then all of a sudden you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, you're trying to juggle everything for so many years and then ta-da, there you are. Right, oh. right. Well, then I started hearing these wonderful slogans because they, you know, in, in uh, the Al-Anon meetings that I go to, it's it's a we meeting. It's a group. And I rely on their their experience and their hope and their strength. That of mm -hmm. the same things that I'm telling you, somebody else has probably said in a meeting somewhere. And just like how we met through um, It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast um, and the Strength Within group, um, I, you know, there's, I never felt alone. And, and somebody can identify with me and I can identify with them. And um, I learned some slogans in there that that helped me from them, my day to day, you know, in, in 12 step, we're talking about living one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And that was new to me because I tried to live weeks down the road, you know, tried to take care of everything. Now today, let's not wait. I might've been my rigid military mind, you know, planning really rigid thinking. Yeah. The planning, planning, right. trying to, trying to anticipate what's coming and be ready for it when it. Yeah. But also trying to do it perfectly. And, you know, I've realized that being perfect has to be off the table. Yeah. It's boring. It, it is. It sure is. And, and it's, as I'm listening to you say this, you're you're describing my recovery, you know, journey as well. You know, if it's not perfect, if it's not 100% perfect, it is 100% a failure. Mm -hmm. You know that that has taken me a long time to to 
accept. Yeah, and that's one of the hardest. That's one of the hard things I had to accept that I wasn't perfect. That you know that I didn't need constant constant valid validation. That mm -hmm. you know I learned to rely on a higher power, a power greater than myself. Mm -hmm. um, it uh, it's it's helped me to to let go. And that's one of my favorite Al-Anon slogans: to let go and let God. Mm -hmm. And you know, not just let go a little bit, let go a lot of bit. Yeah, that is so hard because we we are so not in control of anything, you know. So when somebody says let go, we're like, you know, we have these three little things that we have control of, and we really don't have control of them. But um, the the letting go. Well, I think I have a podcast that nothing feels as good as letting go, but we have this we have this perception that if we let go, it means we're giving up. And and it's completely different. It is I different. I love the letting go. Yeah. Okay. What are some more slogans? Because I love it. Oh, um, how important is it? So it used to be that um, if I had an opinion and you had one too, then mine was right and yours was wrong. And I would constantly, I would do anything I could to be right. Mm -hmm. And I would die on that hill. You know what I mean? I would sink my claws in it and do my best to be right. So um, one of the slogans is how important is it? So like I'm faced with a situation um, and I, you know, ask myself, is this really important right now? Can we get through life, you know, without mm -hmm. trying to attack this? Um, yeah. um, I kind of use one. I always go, okay, in the scope of your life, how big is this? Because usually you don't think about it 24 hours from now, but right now it seems really big and you, you kind of have to put all that in, you know? Yeah. And when you're used to kind of running on a uh, hundred miles an hour, adrenaline type thing, it makes everything seem an emergency. And so I really had to do yes. that too. Okay. Is this something that has to be done today? Do I even have to do it? You know, and because yeah. if we did it, we had to do it perfect. So yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, keep it simple that's another good one i like because you know it just reminds me that you know you know my with my attitude i can change the outcome mm -hmm. by how i by how i view my my present attitude uh, i have a saying that i made up um that i kind of live by it's um your crappy outcome is a direct re reflection of your crappy outlook that's that that's 100 true right so hmm, the way i look at things i can pretty much i kind of put it out of there in the universe that hey if i'm looking at it as it ending horribly then it's going to end horribly yep <clears throat> that sort of thing and those are the things i can change mm -hmm. you know and in in um the 12 steps we we talk about um or we say each day the the serenity prayer you know, God grant me the serenity, which is, you know, the wisdom to mm -hmm. accept things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. And to drink whiskey when it all falls apart. Oh, no. But, and, but yeah, right. because I think that feeling in control of certain things mm -hmm. is it, it makes us feel secure when then when you really look at it, you're, you're not in control. No, you right. Know? And the wisdom to know the difference that means that so, means that so uh, I interrupted you. Can you so can you say that whole thing again? Yeah. Um, 
God grant me the grant me the serenity to accept the things uh, I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now that wisdom is just me, me developing um, and working on towards uh, a relationship with a higher power so that I can hear that discerning voice between the two, you know? Because, you know, we always come to crossroads <clears throat> and I believe that no matter what direction you take, if you do it in faith, you know, when you allow God to your higher power to do work within you, then you've made the right decision. The outcome is going to be good. Yeah. And I think too, you know, that goes along with knowing what your values are, because if you're trying to make a decision, if your values are based on your belief system, when you make a decision, your values should support it. So, right. so, you know, but we don't always do that because that's not always the easy decision. So instead we think, okay, well, that's really hard. So we'll do it this way. And, you know, I saw something, in fact, I think I posted it in the, in the support group. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a big talker on, there's really not mistakes because, you know, if you make a mistake, you just change directions and you start over. And I've always kind of have, have taught mistakes that way because we could dwell on our mistakes. But this, this particular one did use the word mistake. And it said, you know, all the things that I really felt like were mistakes in my life were when I should have said no and I said, yes. And I read that and I was kind of scrolling. And I was like, wait a minute. And I backed up and then I kind of went through the things in my life that just went. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I knew I should have said no. Right. Right. You and, took on more than you, more yeah. than you needed at the time. Yeah. And or it, you didn't want to be the bad person and you didn't want to be mean or you didn't. But it, yeah. But it wore you slap out. Yeah. At the, and, in and, the end, by saying by saying yes when you meant no or no when you meant yes, yep. it, that you know you're you're up at night, you know you're crying in your car, you're overwhelmed, you're passing you're people on the left side, you're taking it out on other people. Yep. You, know? you know, we when we aren't investing in ourselves the right way, we start getting insecure, and then it's other people's responsibility to make us feel secure. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know how far that goes by relying on people. You see, I got to trust in something else. I got to mm -hmm. trust in something greater than I am because trusting in myself hasn't really worked either. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and we, we know that we kind of don't trust ourselves because we go mm -hmm. through the self doubt and, uh, you know, the self esteem and the self worth stuff. And so we start looking to other people for opinions. What do you think I should do? You know, and then we take yeah. this poll and then we do it. The people think that we should do so that we aren't the one making the decision if it's a bad decision. Mm -hmm. And you are exactly right. The strategy there is, and and I I use my my values because my values reflect reflect my faith. Mm -hmm. And I know that if if I make the decision that my values support, it's a decision for me. Right. And I got to make sure that I check my motive. So when I do I, am I doing this decision to please others or mm -hmm. Or am I doing this because I feel strongly about it or, or it goes with my values, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, a lot of times we can get caught up in that making decisions just to please others. And it, um, like it's not only impossible, but it will work out. <laughs> yeah. sure. And I think, you know, you say please others, but, but there's a part of our type of personality 
that really wants to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, we're the peacekeepers, we're the conflict avoiders. And, and so sometimes it's not that we want to please them. We just want peace. So then we accept things we shouldn't accept and we put up with things we shouldn't put up with. And, and, and like you said, we develop toxic traits because all of a sudden we realize if you can't beat them, join them. And pretty soon, you know, you're being controlling and you're yelling at your kids and you're calling names and, and in your head, you really go, I I don't feel like this is me, right? but everybody else is doing it. So, you know, um, and, and really what you're saying is, is you're now I'm going to say getting back, but I don't know that we're ever back to the same person, but what, what you're discovering right now is you're discovering who Donovan really is. I am because all through life, it was, how can I help you? And what can I do for you? And, oh yes, I'll cancel my plans so (laughs) I can, you know, do something for you. And that we get, we get kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with the R. Replacent. Complacent. <laughs> Did I make that word? Yeah, up? I'm sick of that. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I had it in my own minute left, but um, you know, we we get sick of always doing that, but we're so trained to do it that we keep doing it, and then we bitch bitch about doing it. You know, right. and that's that's when that anger starts coming in, and that's when we start you know developing the traits. So um, yes. So you said something. I talked to you a little bit earlier today, and you said something. Um, and I warned you that I was going to ask you this question. You said, I can't believe the person I am now as compared to a year ago. So, so what do you see are the differences after really focusing on you and making sure that your mind was right and you were keeping things in perspective of how it was healthy for you? What do you see in yourself that's different than you were a year ago? Oh, gosh. Um I still, I, I don't see myself as, as an angry person anymore. I used to just be, I used to take everything to heart. And, and you, you messaged me once that, that your temper was, I don't remember what it was about, but you were like, I feel like my temper's, I'm going to say out of control. I don't think you used that, but you felt way madder than your person should be. Yeah, I guess, I guess because I was, because I knew that I was changing, but I was afraid of losing people. Because I tell you what, when you change, when you accept the change, some people aren't going to like it. They're going to consider, they're going to take that as as uh, you abandoning them. Mm-hmm. And um, before, if if I if if I changed, um, or if another person changed, I would feel like like we were becoming growing apart and then those fears of abandonment would would come up um and i've learned i've learned how to accept myself um as i am with my flaws uh, and with my strengths i don't just concentrate on my on what's wrong with me but i like i like how my life uh reads reads mm-hmm. out to me that that I'm going in the right direction by, you know, my, my relationships that I once had um, are being restored. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that a relief? It is. It yeah. is because for so long, I wondered, what did I do wrong? Why? Yeah. And we try to, person, fix it. we try to fix it and we try, you know, 
And there's a person in my my family that hasn't spoke to me for over 20 years, held a grudge for, for the way that I used to be. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a story in itself. And for years, I was just rejected by this person, never spoke to me, never wrote, never called, never had anything to do with me and never invited me to the house. Nothing like that. It was awful. And just recently, um, I, I saw it fit when she took a, um, a turn uh, for the worse medically. You know, she's got a bit of dementia and um, can't really take care of herself anymore. And I went over there to help. I saw a need for me to just let bygones be bygones mm -hmm. and let's treat this person like a human being that she is, no matter what's happened in the past. And I went over there and helped out. And as a result, um, later on, she had told my siblings, hey, you know, Donovan's really changed and I like what I see. And, you know, and I would hear this to the grapevine, which feels good. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels good. It's nice to be accepted. But just um, not too long ago, she called me up and she said, I just wanted you to know that that um, you're a good boy and I love you. And this person's never said that to me before. So, wow. so I, I'm seeing the change, although it, it does seem sort of mundane, but you know, you know, the way that I'm treated now and the way that I'm accepted um, is just telling me that I'm again, moving in the right direction. And it's also telling you that you're finally accepting yourself. Yes. Yeah. You know? That was that was the key right there mm -hmm. is accepting myself, accepting my past, mm -hmm. you know, and it, it, exactly the way I am today, living mm -hmm. my best self, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so, you know, my audience, um, if if you could tell the listeners one thing, it doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be like a quote or something that has really stuck out for you or one piece of advice, you know, that was very impactful for you, what would it be? Pain is inevitable, inevitable, but suffering is a, is a, a choice. You don't have to, you go through it, just keep going. You'll know your why later on. Sometimes we don't know our why right now. Why am I going through this? Why is this happening? But it'll come. Just mm -hmm. trust the process. And that's that's what it's all about is <clears throat> that, you know, change is a process. And we're not very patient either. We want it right this minute. We you want it do. like a light switch, right? Right. Yeah. Like kind of like when I go to the gym and make muscles in the mirror, I'm like, why? I've been working out for a whole five days. Why am I not, you know? <laughs> and I ate an apple yesterday. <laughs> I ate an apple yesterday and only one tortilla. I mean, what are you talking about? And it was, it was wheat. <laughs> um, but so you know, the process says that you know what that it's not going to change overnight. You just have to trust the process because that. Well, process... and we didn't get like this overnight. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so I have a couple questions. One mm -hmm. of them is, I want to know what the story of the guitars in in your back um, in your background are. Are you a, mu oh, a musician? Okay. I am a musician. I've been playing guitar, fiddle, and mandolin. Um, I've been playing guitar since I was 11. 
fiddle I picked up about 10 years ago. I love it. Oh, I love it too. It's such a sweet sound. Um, I got to travel a little bit mm -hmm. um, with some bluegrass bands. And, um, you know, I'm getting back into that. That's We're going to have to talk about that later because I, I love yeah. um, that kind of stuff. I love just sitting here, just playing around with them. And, you know, um, I believe that it, that is opening new doors for me as well. Yeah. Well, and it's a hobby that you probably had to put aside when everybody needed your time. Um, I did. I love that I learned that about you because I learned something new about you. Now, I also want to let the viewers know that I haven't really seen you in person and talked to you face-to-face -face for a while. And when you logged on to, to do this video, he looks completely different. I mean, he still looks like himself, but he's smiling. There's there was there's lines on your face that are not there anymore. Like oh, wow. you can just tell that the emotional the emotional weight has really been lifted. Either that or you're pregnant. Maybe it's slow. <laughs> no, but but it's almost it's almost that evident. And people probably go, oh, you're smiling a lot, or you you seem so happy. And, and it was really amazing to me when people are like, wow, you look so different. Um, the weight that you carry around with that is, is difficult. Um, thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you because you, you have accidentally been my support system at certain times because I always felt like you were a genuine person who could give very good, not, not very good advice, but support, um, and I appreciate you being on here. Now, one of the things I appreciate is I haven't had very many males on here, you know, maybe four or five. And so I appreciate that. But I also um, suspect that there may be listeners that may want to ask you questions. So if that is the case, or if you, you know, feel connected to Donovan's story or the, you know, the 12-step program, or you want more information on that, um, you guys know how to get a hold of me. I know how to get a hold of him. Um, and he also runs a Facebook page. So why don't you tell us about that and tell us why you started it and what the goal of that is, because people could actually jump in there and get a hold of you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the page is called the joy page and it's a page I started a couple of years ago. I just really felt a calling that, um, you know, what this world needs is joy. Mm -hmm. This world needs, needs to, um, to feel some joy and so did you know that song when you were little i've got the joy 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 okay <laughs> yes, i should not I sing because i can't carry a tune in a bucket and i cannot believe i just did that on the podcast <laughs> but you know which one i'm talking yeah you know what i do i love the word joy i'm glad i thought of that i'm, yeah. gonna, sing it. I'm gonna sing it when we're done doing this it's such a simple word but you know um i just feel compelled to, too, that we don't to pay spread it. definition yeah we deserve it we need it it's ours <laughs> ours for the taking the joy you know and so i started this page and i just i post things on there that bring me joy mm -hmm. which maybe they'll bring somebody else joy or maybe they'll maybe it'll inspire somebody else but uh, it's called the joy page and it's about 300 strong right now and when I am, I'm on Facebook mostly for business. So yeah. I very seldom scroll through my, but I always, if I'm scrolling on my phone, it goes past really quickly, but I always go back and read when I see that the, the joy 
page has posted or if I get a notification that there's a new post and there is always something in it that has something to do with exactly something that's going on in my life, right? When you post it. It's, yeah. And so I, it's like a little treasure hunt when, when I know that you've posted it because there's always something that applies. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, that's kind of the goal of it. And, you know, um, if anyone wants to message me, message me on there, mm -hmm. it's having a hard time with something, you know, mm -hmm. we can talk about it if you want to. Yep. Um, and if anybody has trouble finding that, um, I mean, you can get a hold of me on the Coaching with Dr. Heidi page, or I mean, you can email me through the website too, yeah. and, and I can get you connected with Donovan. So thank you very much for sharing. And I am, I'm sorry we weren't in more contact when you were going through that, but you have to do it yourself. You know, there is certain yeah. stuff that you have to do yourself. Um, there is, but I was never alone. I always had, yeah. always had the support of your group. You know, my 12-step group and, you know, friends like like I have. And, and I'm very grateful for, for this podcast and for you, Dr. Heidi. Thank you for having me today. Well, you're welcome. And, and thank you for being um, an inspiration. And I do have to say this. You were an inspiration to me, even in some of the worst times of the things you were going through. So, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Oh, look at us. Now we're, now we're both all tears. No, look at me. Uh, I know. But uh, there's a rule that if somebody else cries on my podcast, I have to cry too. You know, um, you know it's funny though. I can talk through, through certain things and then there's something like this and it just, um, but it's good to have emotion back. Uh, I appreciate you. Um, I am very, very proud of you. Thank um, you. We don't hear that very much. And, and what you went through yeah. this year was, was a lot. So I did. it's been one heck of a year, but it's been a great year. And I'm like I say, I'm just so grateful for for um for all my friends. Yes. And if you have uh further updates, you know, if if you have other stuff that, that you want to share, let me know. We'll put another one of these together. Oh, you mean that I'm single and rich? Oh, uh, oh. you didn't tell me the rich part. <laughs> I forgot he he is single. Rich is right here in the heart, man. Rich. Now, everybody that's yeah. listening to the audio is going to fly over to YouTube so that they can see what Donovan looks like. Right? <laughs> yeah, right Right now I'm having the annual meeting of single rich guys right here, right now. There's one. There's one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only member. But you're talking to yourself so it's like a team meeting. No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, well, now we know he's single. So that's... That's good. You now you're going to get a lot of contact. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, right. thank you, and I and I'm I'm glad that you're laughing. I'm glad that you're smiling, and it makes me very happy to know that you're doing you're doing so well. Thank you so much. We, we will talk to you very soon. Sounds great.